0: It's time to stop underrating Jewel Eriksson-Eck. We look at how Eriksson-Eck is on pace for a career season despite massive struggles for the Wild offensively today on Locked on Wild. You're locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome to another episode of Locked on Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked on Sports Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks as always for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. And just as a reminder, you can find Locked on Wild on all of your favorite podcast platforms absolutely free of charge. On today's episode of Locked on Wild, we examine what is shaping up to be a career-high season for Jewel Erickson Eck, We'll talk about his offense, his defense, and the vital role that he plays on special teams as well. Today's episode of Locked On Wild brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. The Wilds are in the midst of a struggle of a season. That's not a shock. And goals have been a problem for this team pretty much all season. You've seen a lot of players regress, just not able to live up to what they were able to do last season. And yet there have been some bright spots for the team so far here this year. And I think maybe the biggest bright spot or one of the biggest bright spots for this team continues to be the work of Jewel eriksson who... If you look at his contract, continues to be just an amazing bargain for this team, considering not only what he does on a nightly basis in terms of being physical, being a guy who you hate to play against, but you love to play with on your team. He continues to just... Just do the things that drive opponents crazy. And he also continues to add offense more and more to his game to the point that since he signed his extension, the big talker when that happened was, you know, it's, it's, an, it's not a bad deal for a guy who is a much better known defensive centerman as opposed to a well-rounded two-way guy. Well, the last couple of years, it's just been nothing but improvement in those categories to where now he is putting together a real impressive run despite a bunch of different things going on around him, line mates regressing and not playing up to levels that they had previously, line changes, inability to score on offense... Jewel Eck just continues to churn along to the point that he still is underrated in some circles. Nationally, maybe doesn't get as much attention as he should. It's time to stop with that. Jewel Eriksonek needs to start becoming more of a household name because he is on a short list of absolutely vital components to what the Minnesota Wild do now, what the Minnesota Wild do tomorrow, what they do next year, and beyond. And it starts, really, with what we've seen from him on offense. Pretty easy to... You don't even have to look at any of the underlying numbers for Eriksson uh so far this season. Already at 21 goals. Already 24 assists. So, career high in assists already. He's five off of his career high in goals. He's on pace for a 30-goal season. He is going to be about a 60- or 70-point scorer. And let's just consider as well with some of the other numbers um, what is going on you know, with his overlying stats. He's a minus 5 right now, but let's keep in mind how much this team has struggled to score uh, in 5-on-5 five five situations. And so a lot of times you are... On the ice, not scoring yourself, and responsible for scores on the other end. So, the minus five sticks out. Um, The other things that I think stick out about his statistics so far this season, his shooting percentage has increased slightly. A half a percentage point higher than last year at 11.7%. He has 11 power play goals so far this season. Career high is 12, so he is going to exceed that by the uh, by the time the season is done. Even strength goals have taken a little bit of a dip. Had 14 last year. He has eight so far this year, but what we have seen from Jule eriksson on a couple of different opportunities is he's finding different ways to score. He's got two shorthanded goals so far this year, and so you're not finding as many even strength opportunities as you previously had. And so you, you find other opportunities, other areas. He is enough of a monster on both power play and penalty kill units to where those shorthanded opportunities start to cash in. This team has been way more aggressive and opportunistic on the penalty kill. And so he's manufacturing offense that way. He is the clear-cut unquestioned get-to-the-net guy for this team. Uses his big body to create problems in front of the net. Has been responsible for more than a few deflections right in front. But as uh, Brett Marshall of Sound the Foghorn notes in his uh, player cards that he did during the All-Star break, he is uh, the tops on the Minnesota Wild. In not only where he's shooting, but uh, the volume at which he's shooting, the closer you get to the net. For Erickson Eck, his high danger chances, 4 per 60 minutes, is currently at 7.72, which is far and away the best on this team. And so a lot of it, in addition to those tip-ins, is just him having the sense to be a guy that shoots from close range. The Wild need more of that because we've seen on more than a few occasions that when things start to go wrong, this team starts to shoot from further and further away. And so Jewel Eriksson being able to be a guy that gets to the net, shoots from within range if he has the puck or tries to tap it in, that's something that this team is going to need more of. And so he has been a leader in that department, which last year, with the amount of different options the Wild had offensively, he was able to be kind of a complementary piece to now where he's second on the team in goals. And it, it just, he really is just continuing to add little bits to his skill set and just continues to improve on a uh, season-to-season basis. Offensively, a monster. Defensively, a little bit of a regression, but is it a single-year blip or a concerning trend? Uh, we'll take a look at the defensive side of the puck for Jewel Erickson as we continue today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. Today's episode of Lockdown Wild is brought to you by Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, then you've got to try Built Bar. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, 100% real chocolate. They come in some unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. And if that's not enough of a sell, Built Bars contain only 130 calories only 4 grams of sugar, and pack a whopping 17 grams of protein. If you want to get your hands on some now, there are new options to pick them up as opposed to ordering online and anxiously waiting for them to show up at your door. You can head to your local Walmart or Sam's Club to pick up a box of Built Bars today. If you don't have a Walmart or Sam's Club near you, you can always just head to built.com, order yourself a box of amazing built Bars, and then get your snacking on the right way. Whichever way you choose, just make sure that you make built Bar a part of your snack rotation today. Continuing today's episode of Lockdown Wilds, once again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. For your second listen today, make sure you check out the Lockdown NHL podcast to get the full lowdown on everything going on with the NHL as we get closer to the trade deadline. Lockdown NHL is available on all of your favorite podcast platforms absolutely free of charge. Jewel eriksson in the midst of yet another season in which he has taken a leap, and always known as a menace defensively. One of those centers that you... Don't really like to go up against because he has a knack of getting under your skin and just brings a a tremendous amount of poise, physicality, and strength on the defensive side of the puck. As Brett Marshall of Sound the Foghorn notes, his defensive numbers have dipped uh, from the historically amazing pace that he typically is on. Expected goals against per 60 minutes – In 5-on-5 situations for Jewel Eriksonek, currently at 2.6 goals per game uh, per 60 minutes, which is 7th on the team. And 5-on-5 goals 4 at 2.49, which is 6th per uh, 60 minutes. 6th on the team in that category as well. So there are a couple of ways to look at this. Is Jewel Eriksonek himself struggling defensively this season, or is it a result of what we have seen happen to Jordan Greenway and Marcus Foligno? Those two both have regressed this year on both sides of the puck. And whether it be with Foligno just not looking like the same guy that we saw last year, or a lot of the frustrations we've seen with Jordan Greenway in which he just doesn't really seem to use what he has at his arsenal. Um, Either of those can be the byproduct, unfortunate byproduct, of uh, Jewel Erickson X numbers. And I know in particular, um, a couple of the more recent games for the grief line before they were split up, they were really picked on by uh, a few of the uh, the teams on the West Coast, or the East Coast. I know um, the... Carolina Hurricanes game was a rough one for them and then I believe it was the Florida Panthers game as well in which they were minus three and then minus two and so it is possible that uh, that Eric Sinek has seen a little bit of a dip in his performance as well this season but I think the telling part of that side of the coin is just yeah the defensive numbers might not be what they once were, but is the particular player still grinding it out, still giving you a ton of really good minutes and giving you everything that they have on a nightly basis? And I've never really questioned that for Jewel Eriksson-Eck. He always has been a guy who just goes about his business out there on the ice. He is somebody who is really not ever prone to taking any sort of bad or frustration penalties. Not to say he doesn't take penalties as he comes into this game with 32 penalty minutes in 54 games. So 16 penalties in 54 games is not that, – that's not a ton. And so I'm willing to let – and this is the other part of the coin too – if you're normally known for defense and your defensive numbers slide a little bit, it's a problem if you're not adding anything else to the equation. But, Jewel eriksson continuing to increase his offense, his offensive output, uh, both on the power play and um, just in scoring in general. And so it's one of those situations where there's production coming from the other side of the ice, too. And I would rather see more of the offensive production because of how much the offense has struggled. And so if we look at this after the season is done and say to ourselves, yeah, he, Julie Eriksson, another season in which he struggled defensively or, or it just seems like the numbers are continuing to kind of slide, then we can start to get a little concerned. But with what he brings on the defensive side and on the special team side as we'll talk about in just a little bit. He has been on the ice just a ton. We're we're seeing another increase in minutes uh for Eric Sinek this season uh as he's up to um He's up to just a career high in that category as well with, I believe, over 19 minutes. So increasing his minutes per game, his time on ice, by 40 seconds from his previous career high, which was last year. And he's helping out in other areas as well. His faceoff percentage is a career high. Now, 48%, 48.4%, ideally you'd like to see a center... Um more above that fifty percent range, but to be honest, it's not it's in that average to slightly below average area, and again, with the fact that it has improved every single season since he's come into the league, every single year since Jewel Ek came in as a twenty year old. His face-off percentage has increased, and it's almost up a full percent this year from last year. So he is continuing to work on it. He continues to work in pretty much every aspect of his game. And so if there is a little bit of a slide with linemates that regressed, that's something I think I'm okay with just not getting overly concerned about, Um at this point, let's evaluate that after next season with new line mates and see if it, if it continues to trend in a poor direction. In that case, then, yeah, we'll definitely um, throw out some red flags. But with him working so hard in all the other areas, it's not something that I'm super concerned about. Special teams-wise, he may be the most critical offensive piece to both special teams units. And so we'll finish by talking about the special team's ace, that is Jewel Eriksson-Eck, after this here on Locked on Wild. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, thanks for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. For your second listen, make sure you check out the Locked on NHL Prospects show to get the full lowdown on all of the biggest names that will be part of the 2023 NHL Draft free and available wherever you listen to your podcasts. Let's consider a couple of things on the special teams department for Jewel eriksson So, on the power play, you have the likes of Matt Zuccarello, Kirill Kaprizov, and Matt Boldy, who are all perimeter guys, going to pass the puck around, try to find opportunities, try to get that defense moving side to side. Jewel eriksson is the guy, who's going to get to the net and is going to be in position for tap-ins and for deflections. We've already seen him come within one of his uh, career high in terms of uh, power play goals. He has uh, exceeded his career high in power play assists, which previously was five. He has nine. So 20 power play points already this season after 17 all of last year. And shorthanded, he has two goals and an assist. His previous career high in shorthanded points was one back in 2019-2020 um, in which he had a shorthanded assist. And so we talked about an offense finding other ways to score, but I think part of the reason that, that uh, those opportunities are there is because Eric Sinek is such a vital part of the success for both of those power play and penalty kill units. On the penalty kill, he is frequently, if not all the time, the center out there with one of the likes of Brandon Duhame, Connor Dewar, and then, of course, you've got your defenseman as well. He just is the top special teams guy in both units. And the big debate with Erickson Eck is always going to be, is he a number one center? And its I would lean no uh, at this point just because you want somebody that is, you want somebody that's a dynamic playmaker as your 1C and I think it's just you know what a 1C is when you see it. And I don't think Jul Ericksonek is that guy. Is that does that mean he's not a good player? Absolutely not. You can still be a top six center while not being a top line guy. And especially now that we appear to have seen the demise of the grief line, we are going to see Ericksonek elevated more regularly into the second-line spot. The turnstiles continue to move for who is that, uh, that top-line center for this wild team, but you'll always know that you've got Jewel Eriksson-Eck as that number two guy, depending on who his line mates are. He can give you that, and with all of the chaos that this team has had, At the center position this year with Ryan Hartman regressing, being moved off the top line, then back on the top line. Sam Steele hopping into the top line role for a while and then absolutely vanishing. Freddie Goudreau being up there for points. Marco Rossi being in the wild lineup, lower in the lineup, and then not at all. There just has been a whirlwind of change around Jewel Eriksonek at the center position in general, and it seems like no matter what else is going on in the lineup, he's always there. He always is there. He always plays his role, and he is not somebody that really shows a lot of anger or frustration because of it. There are times out on the ice where he will show a little frustration, maybe give somebody... A little bit of a shove, but I think the calm demeanor thing with all the chaos is, is a good thing for him as well. Is just go do your business, continue to play your role on this team. And the Athletic doing their player cards to try to determine market value for a player uh, based off of where their contract is at. We talked about this a, a couple of weeks ago as to um, which players were over their uh, expected market value, which players were under, well, Jewel eriksson should be no surprise that he was performing over his expected market value. How they managed to uh, to get Jewel eriksson to sign for that um, five-ish million dollar, Uh, contract is beyond me because you could see a center like him get seven or eight million on the market easily just because there's such a run on centers throughout every team in the NHL. So how the Wild managed to get him to sign that contract is beyond me because he exceeds value with it on a year-to-year basis pretty much every year. And I have no reason to believe that he won't, by the time the year is done, establish career highs in all of those categories because here's the other part of the equation. He has been good with all of this chaos around him in the lineup. And that situation is going to resolve itself one of two ways. Either the team will pick it up and will start to improve better, which will lead to him getting more opportunities and therefore more goals, or the team will hit the sell button and then will bring up some younger guys that can inject some life into the lineup, which then will also increase his opportunities and therefore increase his goals as well. And so as long as Jewel Eriksson continues to be just a steadying presence, a dependable go-to guy in the power play a force on defense as long as he continues to provide those consistent outputs that the wild have come to expect from him then a lot of things around him are going to play themselves out and get fixed or corrected to where then that it will improve him even that much more and so My message for today's episode is this. A lot of people way higher up in the media spheres look at Jewel Eck, and the quick answer to the question is, well, he's not a 1C. He's still a really good player, and it's about time that there start to be more recognition to what he brings to the table because whether it be offense, defense, or special teams – He brings it pretty darn good in all those areas. That will do it for today's episode of Locked on Wild. So now that your first listen of the day is done, again, make sure you check out the Locked on NHL podcast to get the full lowdown on everything going on throughout the NHL. Locked on NHL is available on all of your favorite podcast platforms absolutely free of charge, just like Locked on Wild. So make sure that you follow us on your favorite podcast platforms. You can subscribe on YouTube. You can follow us on social media as well. Wherever you do, just make sure that you stay up to date with us on all things Minnesota Wild related as we guide you through the rest of the season and in particular guide you up to the trade deadline. You can find new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Sports Podcast Network.